Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Manxiety Podcast. We're your hosts, Ashad and Matt. Before we get started, if you're enjoying the show, please subscribe so you can get notified of new episodes. If you want to share this with your friends, you can find us on all podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Hi, everyone. My name is Ashad, and I have anxiety. Hi, everyone. My name is Matt, and I have anxiety. All right. Thank you, everyone, for introducing themselves. Uh, this is this week's uh, meeting of Anxiety Anonymous. Wait, but we just said our names. <laughs> right, right. It's uh, it's anonymous because we didn't say our last names. Ah, yeah, that is weird that they call like Alcoholics Anonymous. And the first thing they do is have you introduce yourself. Well, I, I mean, it's anonymous because like other people don't know it, but like the people there obviously know you. Right, like people that aren't uh, there yes. don't know that you go to Alcoholics Anonymous. Right, that that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, this week we're going to be talking about, um, I want to say coming out, but uh, not coming out in that way, <laughs> but letting others know that you have anxiety, right? Uh, so coming out about your anxiety uh, and, you know, sharing uh, sharing it with others, whether it's your parents or your family or your friends. Um and just ways of of approaching it because telling people you have anxiety can be pretty hard. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, you might be scared at what they might think. You might be, you might have anxiety over telling them because um, you don't know how they're going to react, right? If you, maybe if you have uh, a certain relationship with your parents, uh, they might tell you to man up, right? Uh, sort of the uh, what we're trying to break here with this podcast, uh, this notion of manning up, right? A lot of older generation people, especially of uh, traditional cultural backgrounds, still think in that way. So telling them that you have anxiety, you know, they you know they might tell you just man up and deal with it or something along those lines, and maybe you don't want to hear that. Anyway, there's a bunch of different reasons why you may either feel anxious or you may not be telling others about your anxiety. Uh, but I'm here to tell you that letting others know about your anxiety is probably one of the best things you can do about your anxiety, right? Um, we've we've talked at length about you know me and Matt obviously telling each other and um, you know finding out that the other person had anxiety too, and I've talked about. How I've told uh, numerous friends and other people about my anxiety, and they've, you know, they've come out about their anxiety too, and sort of how they've been dealing with it. So it is very helpful, right? Because it, it one, you don't feel alone anymore. Anxiety, which makes you feel alone, when you tell other people you're not alone anymore, because now someone else knows. And if they have anxiety too, and they share it with you, now both of you know. Um, write about each other's anxiety and can help each other. But the other reason it's good is because if you feel a certain way or if you do something in certain circumstances and others don't know that you have anxiety, you may come off as rude or not understanding or careless or what, what you know any number of things. But once you tell them that you have anxiety and especially if they know what signs to look out for, 
if you start showing any of those signs, they immediately know that it's anxiety and can be there to help you instead of, you know, having a um, an adverse uh, reaction to, you know, how you're acting or what you're saying. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, you you might also be afraid to be labeled as like an anxious person or to have anxiety, right? Um, another thing that people might tell you too is that you're just being sensitive, right? I've heard this a lot from um, women that I know that have anxiety and they told their family and stuff and they're like, oh, you're just being sensitive, right? Instead of the, the man up that men so often hear. And something that's really interesting is there's actually research that's been done on labeling your emotions. And when you label what's going on, they do this in a lot of meditation practices, uh, you actually blunt the effect of emotions because you are putting kind of a name to it. So don't be afraid of that label. So if you say to yourself, I am feeling anxious right now, you just saying that to yourself um, and potentially to like a friend, a loved one, and communicating in that way helps you not be as anxious because your body's looking for patterns. We're, we're trained to, as humans, like look for patterns and find patterns, right? That's how we survived in the wild. And when you label it, you're like, okay, I'm doing this thing. So you can do the same thing if you're feeling anger. Like if you, somebody cuts you off on the road or whatever, and you're just, God damn it, I can't believe this guy. You go, I am feeling angry right now. I am not an angry person. I'm not angry forever. I'm feeling this right now and soon it will pass. And that's the same thing with the anxiety side of it. So I know like we've gone, we've touched on it in a few of the episodes, right? Like having friends that will communicate with you and, and, and who to talk to and stuff, right? Having support buddies, even in one of our first episodes. Um, and ultimately it's like just finding that person you can communicate to. And if it's not, like if you're afraid right now, do it on an anonymous message board. Like, go up there and just yeah, go on. Go on Reddit. Go on uh, our anxiety, and uh, just type in "I have anxiety." Yeah, and and just it'll make you feel better. Yeah, and just, and just do what we did, right? Like, hi, I'm Matt, and I have anxiety. Yep. Right. I don't. Well, maybe, I don't. Maybe don't say your name because it's Reddit, and you probably don't want people to know what your Reddit <laughs> username is. Right. Fair enough. Um, that's that's a good point. Just for. <laughs> Um, you know, privacy one, reasons. One of my friends, yeah, one of my friends actually uh, shared their Reddit username with me. And I was like, you you messed up, man. Now I'm going to go and see every single thing that you've seen. You go back like, to like, watch. like a <laughs> six-year-old post and start downloading it. You're like, nope. Like, uh, what, the, what the fuck <laughs> happened? Like, I had, <laughs> like, what's going on? Um, yeah, it's... Uh, sorry, go, going back to what you were saying about labeling, though. No, that kind of reminds me of... Um, Do you ever play when you were in elementary, middle school? Uh, do you ever play that game on the computer? It was a spelling game where like the things would like drop, like the words would be dropping and you would have to type the words and then they would disappear as you type them. I know what you're talking about. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, I don't know what it's called either. But anyway, when, when we were young um, and, you know, we were learning how to use computers, not like kids today who are born with the phone and know how to use them. We actually had to learn, surprisingly <laughs> enough. Um, maybe in like fifth or sixth grade, but we, um, we had this game. Well, there were a bunch of different spelling games, right? So they were typing games. So you can learn to type, you can get better at typing faster, etc. 
And one of these games was you would see the words dropping and you would have to type the word out before it hit the, the floor. And if you did, it like disappeared. Uh, and if you didn't, it would hit the floor and then you would take damage and then eventually you would lose. Uh, it sort of reminds me of that, right? Where all these different feelings you're having are sort of like coming down right from the top of like your screen. And like as soon as you name it and label it, like it disappears. And if you do that enough, it never hits, it, you know, you never lose. It never hits the bottom. So the more you do that, the better it is. The higher, the higher your score will be. Right, and the more proficient you'll get at labeling them, right? Same way you would with typing. The more you played, the better you got at typing and being faster and all that. Uh, the more proficient you'll be at labeling your feelings and feeling better. Oh, I love that so much because when you're first talking about typing, I'm like, what? Where is this going? <laughs> right? But <laughs> I love the connection that you made there because it is so true. The more that you do it, and the more that you realize, even if it's something like you're getting upset because some little thing happened, right? Like. I don't know, like if you're like, oh, damn it, like I left the sink on and it was dripping water or like the shower is not hot right now or whatever, right? You know, you just go through life and you're like, ah, this thing's dumb. You're like, hey, I'm feeling angry right now. And then you start to realize like, well, why? What's going on? Do I need to feel angry? No. Um, that's great, man. Like everybody should be shooting for that high score. You know, put your put your score up on the leaderboard. You're like, I, <laughs> now, I mean, you don't have to be like super specific with it. I'm like, I label every single thought I possibly have. Like you categorize everything into buckets. You're like, Right now, I am feeling joy and content because I am with my friend, a shot. You know, that, that sounds like uh, ADHD talking. Kind of, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but also like you don't have to um, do anything crazy with it. It's more so recognizing when you're going through those symptoms, and that's what you'll notice on like a lot of Therapy Thursday episodes when we talk about stuff of like I was doing this thing, I felt this way, I decided to take a step back, take a few deep breaths, get some water, get some food calm down and then come back and approach it with like a fresh um fresh view so no definitely i mean i i do that now sort of instinctively now that now that i've learned how to do it where if i start feeling anxious for any reason i'll always try to label well one i'll label it like i'm feeling anxious right but then i'll try to go like why am i feeling anxious and i'll try to label all the other things i'm feeling and it's like i'm feeling anxious why am i feeling anxious I don't know have i had enough water? like i have a headache why do i have a headache so like i'm like well i'm probably thirsty right so then i like go and get water or like i'm feeling anxious why am i feeling anxious and i'm like well it's actually not anxiety it's excitement because i'm going to this place so it's you know labeling helps a lot because then you realize that maybe it's not always anxiety that you're feeling um even though it may feel like that at first it might be something else uh, but anyway, go, go, sort of how does this tie in back to letting other people know to Anxiety Anonymous, right? Once you start being able to label your your thoughts and your feelings, then you can more accurately share that with your friends and family, right? So that if you are feeling anxious, you can tell them, hey, I'm feeling anxious for this reason, and maybe they can help out. Or if you're feeling anxious and you realize that it's because you're hungry, you can go like, hey, I'm hungry can we get some food right now or like soon or whatever it is, or I'm thirsty. I need some water right away, whatever it is. Um, it, it helps you, but it also helps the other person who may be trying to help you, but doesn't know how, uh, because if you just tell someone, Hey, I'm feeling anxious. 
they may not know what to do because they don't know what's causing you anxiety. But if you can start labeling those things and figuring out what it is, um, then you can correctly um, uh, share that information with them and uh, and have them help help you out. Yeah, definitely. And also, if you're <clears throat> like Ashat said, if you're going to a situation where like you know you're going to be anxious, other people know you're going to be anxious, especially like a social situation, um, and you're all kind of on the same page then it's helpful like because when you're meeting new people like if i know somebody one of my friends who's a little bit more shy maybe has some social anxiety and i'm introducing them to people i will always introduce them to other people in the room Uh, because i know when i'm in those moments when i'm with a bunch of new people and i don't know anybody somebody just saying like hi this is matt this is my friend so and so instead of me having to be like oh my god how do i go like talk to this person and like say hi and like shake his hand and what do i do right um, you kind of like help eliminate that because you've told somebody about your needs, right? And man, I've, there's so many situations I've looked back on in life when I was just really hangry, like super hangry, just didn't eat because I didn't want to tell, it's dumb when I say it kind of, I didn't tell people I was hungry because I didn't want to be the burden in the group because I didn't have a car back in college that was like, hey, let's go get food and inconvenience them. So then I would get really hungry, I'd get really angry, and I'd be very, like, snappy to them when they would, like, say something, like, just, I don't care. And then eventually they kind of all figured out that, like, all they have to do is feed me, which is why I love those Snickers commercials. Um, But now what I do is when I'm experiencing that stuff, I'm like, oh, we need to get food. Oh, we need to eat. I don't let it get that bad anymore because I know that when it does get that bad, especially with hangry, uh, people might not understand and if i'm being a dick to them for no reason uh, or what is perceived as no reason because they don't understand that i'm very hungry uh, i look like an asshole and i don't want to do that and i don't want to alienate people so with the anxiety side you know the more that they know like honestly if, if somebody like gives you shit for it and they're like oh you don't like going to parties what a little bitch or something just that person's not your friend like they're they're never unless you know them really well and you know they are joking like just ignore them find somebody else like maybe you start looking for people that understand you that fit in with you right like you know make make a friend on a forum board you know it's anonymous and then go from there um but yeah i mean if you don't it's like anything right if you don't let people know what you need they will never give it to you true and i feel like in addition to sort of giving you what you need right especially if it's your friends or family when you tell them that you're anxious or you have anxiety or whatever it is, in some cases, they may also try to help you, right? Because it's not always just about giving in to the anxiety, right? And I say this a lot to a lot of people. Um, actually, I say this a lot to my wife because, um, you know, sometimes if she feels anxious about something, she'll like, she'll give in to it, right? And she's like, well, I don't want to do this or I don't want to go there. or I don't want whatever it is because like I feel anxious uh, or I don't want to talk to that person because they're going to make me feel anxious. And the thing is like, that's you giving into your anxiety. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't like take care of yourself and you shouldn't like make sure you don't feel anxious. But if you just keep doing that, then you're just avoiding the problem, right? Um, like if, if you're anxious about... Uh, going to a party, right? For whatever reason. 
you can't just avoid parties for the rest of your life. That's not like that. That's not a solution to your anxiety. The solution to your anxiety would be figuring out exactly what about going to a party is making you anxious. And then you find a solution to that, to that specific reason, right? If it's because you may not know anyone there, well, maybe you start going to parties with a friend or someone that you already know, right? Maybe if it's because you don't like drinking, well, maybe you take your own drinks, right? Like non-alcoholic drinks uh, and you have that so that, you know, maybe you feel like, I don't know, you can't go to a party if you're not drinking. Well, if you take your own non-alcoholic drink and you're just drinking that the whole time, then you're fine. I mean, I, I have a friend who uh, can only drink, you know, one type of alcohol. So they'll just, they'll bring their alcohol with them whenever they go to parties because, you know, they don't want to be there and feel obligated to drink with other people, but not being able to and maybe feel anxious because now people think that they can't drink or whatever it is. And I I think like a good friend or, or family or whatever, like will help you through that process, right? And we'll try to put those you know, make it into an environment that you can actually uh, go and enjoy. And even though you may still feel a little bit of anxiety, right? We've talked about sort of exposure therapy. I mean, you you have to build your way up to it and you have to expose yourself to anxiety, like to a little bit of anxiety so that you can slowly get better and better. So that's the thing. I mean, once people know that you have anxiety, once you tell them, uh, you know, they'll, they'll help you out. In most cases, but like Matt said, if someone is just like being an asshole and giving you shit and it's not, you know, it's not all for fun, right? Like they're not just screwing around with you the same way you screw around with them, then, you know, maybe that person just doesn't understand and won't and maybe you need to find other other people or other friends. I love the way that my therapist put it to me was if it's something you can avoid forever, feel free to avoid it right? Like give yourself that room. So if you say, I am deathly afraid of skydiving. Well, you have a choice for the most part, if you get into a plane or not to go skydiving, right? If you have to like parachute out of a plane because something's wrong with the plane, that's a different conversation. And hopefully you have a parachute and you're safe. But like in that moment, you're probably going to choose to parachute and hopefully live. I don't think live. that ever happens, does it? Not on commercial flights. I've I'm seen I, sure no, de- no, 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 no. You you could definitely not do it on a commercial <laughs> flight. You're too high up. Yeah. But you know, I've I've seen a lot of action movies. You know, where people are like, "Oh shit, the plane's going down. Let me jump out of it." Whatever, right? It, that's the thing. Like realistically, you can probably avoid skydiving forever. It's your choice to do it or not. Um, it is, however, almost impossible to avoid for the entirety of your life telling somebody, "I have anxiety. I need help." Um, something is off about the situation, I'm not feeling good, right? Any of those types of things. So the sooner you can get not over, but through rather some of that fear around it, right? Because what I, what I would challenge people at home to, to do right now is just do this mental exercise and say, okay, you know, you're listening to us. You probably have anxiety. Otherwise you're just our friends and you're tuning in. Hello, everybody. Um, so like text your best friend that you have anxiety or maybe the next time they ask you how's your day don't just say i'm fine i'm okay say hey, you know it's been a little stressful right it's or i was like, feeling anxious yesterday or right whatever. open up a little bit and if you're if you're like i i could never tell the world i'm i'm anxious start a podcast <laughs> it'll get real fucking easy <laughs> yeah we didn't think we could either but uh here we are a year and a half later and boy 
Everyone now knows. I mean, just go back and listen if you can find it. I mean, I didn't delete it yet. The, the fucking Hot Pocket episode where I was talking about the Hot Pocket and the recall and me feeling sick and, and nauseous and I puked, right? Like, that is a, a totally embarrassing story. I don't give a fuck because it probably helped one person at home who's like, I've felt like that before about eating certain things, which is actually funny because um, my mom had texted me. She's like, oh, I have these old Hot Pockets. Do you want them? Like, your brother doesn't want them. I was like, absolutely not. I was like, throw those fucking things away. But I can choose to avoid fucking Hot Pockets forever. Um, but it's not actually because I'm afraid of Hot Pockets or anything. If you are remembering that episode, it's simply because they're bad for me, <laughs> like really bad for my health. Um, and I don't want more shit that is bad for my health. Even though I do, yeah, you have enough. You have enough shit. Yeah, I, I have enough of a yeah. crappy diet as is. Um, so you know you can't avoid it forever. So take those little baby steps, right? Hell, if you are anxious and you're feeling overwhelmed, write into us like so many of our listeners have throughout the last year and a half, and say, "Hey, I'm anxious. This is what's going on," and we will respond to you, hopefully in a timely manner, <laughs> as long as we see it, um, and and we'll talk to you because. Some people, right, um, I I mean, I'm sure you remember, like, somebody had messaged in saying, like, I completely resonate with what you guys are talking about on the podcast, but I feel like I can't tell anybody because I feel like they're going to look at me different. And kind of what we're talking about today. And it was like, well, no, like, this is perfectly normal to feel that way, right? You went through, like, this hard time you told us about and all this stuff. And we just showed them empathy. We're like, yeah, we get it. Like, we've been through it. Like, we don't know exactly what it's like to be in your shoes, but we do know. A little bit. and We know we, what it's like to have anxiety, so. Yeah, and we know how fucking tough it is because even, like, when I first told a shot, right, I was dealing with shit for months and months and months, and finally I was like, dude, I, just, I, can't, I can't do this anymore. I don't know what I'm doing. And when he said, I feel the same way, right, and we've talked about this, I was like, no, you don't. You have your life together, and you have a great job and all this crap. And he's like, no, I feel this way. And I was like, holy shit, I'm not alone, right? But at that point, it was, it was late in the game. It was like I was already at my breaking point. I was already pretty bad because I didn't want to talk to anybody. I closed out my friends, my family, my girlfriend at the time, everybody. I was just like, I have to deal with this because I felt broken. I was like, why? I think it's important to note that it's never too late to, to seek for help. Yes, that is true. So you may feel like it is, but if you could yeah, change no, no tomorrow. No matter where you are, yeah, in that sort of within that level of anxiety right within that spectrum of anxiety like there's always room for help as long as you ask for it but you gotta ask for it because no one's ever gonna know right like there's no way unless there's a psychic out there real psychic that comes and reads your mind and is like holy shit this guy feels all this bullshit right now he must be real anxious they're not gonna know i i could be a psychic i would literally just be like Oh, you were alive during COVID times? That must have been stressful. Were you ever anxious? Did you ever feel lonely, like trapped in your house? And they're like, yeah, totally. And then there's like the one person like, no, I've been partying the whole time. I'm like, God damn it, it doesn't work on you. But um, for everybody else, like, yeah, you know, if you say like those things. And what's crazy is how many times a shot of myself have opened up to our friends, even before the podcast saying, yeah, I'm anxious or yeah, I went to therapy or whatever, right? We're pretty candid about it. And then somebody will say, wait, you? What do you mean? You sure? And then like, they go, oh, I've actually been in therapy for this and whatever. And, you know, what we realized is typically men don't fucking want to ask for help, right? 
they it's an ego thing don't want to talk don't want to talk about their anxiety yeah and it's really fucking hard to say that which is why sometimes in guys they will say i am stressed out they will not say i am anxious they will not say i'm having anxiety any of that stuff they'll say i'm stressed or life is rough or whatever but i have to deal with it i had a stressful day at work so i can't do xyz that we planned right i'm just tired and whatever and then that leads to burnout and all these other things and it's like um the what it reminds me of is when i was in college i had um uh, i think she was like the dean of students in our school had told me the story about how um the difference between somebody who's a really good student and a poor student is typically just that when a good student, when they encounter a problem, they ask the question immediately. So they don't wait until the end of the quarter or semester to raise their hand and say, uh, Professor, I don't understand derivatives. Can you please explain it to me? Right? The first time the professor shows them the derivative in the second class, speaking of calculus, because um, it's like the only word I remember from calculus, uh, derivatives, <laughs> right, is like they ask the question then. And what she was explaining to me is like your thought patterns and stuff is kind of like a ball of yarn. So like if you look at, you know, if you go on fucking Amazon, you look at a ball of yarn, it's nice and it's it's beautiful and it's uh, it's wrapped around perfectly. But that's not how our questioning works in our, in our brains and with anxiety as well. It wraps around, it gets a knot, right? It becomes knotted and tangled and and twisted. And it's a lot harder to unravel that than it is to just walk that path from the beginning. So if you kind of relate that to the anxiety side, the sooner you get help with that ball of yarn tangling up and just say like, yeah, I'm having a bad day. You know, when people ask me, how's your day? I I don't tell them everything because I don't want to scare them away. I will regularly tell them like, today kind of sucks. And you're like, yeah, man, right? Like nobody, everybody just says they're fine. And I was like, I said I was fine for years. I was not fucking fine, right? <laughs> um, and it, what I learned is that when you open up that way to people and you say like, ah, yeah, today kind of sucked or whatever, or even like work stuff, right? Yeah, I'm really I'm really anxious about these changes that they're doing. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. Like it's going to be more work for us, blah, blah, blah. I'm worried about pay and inflation and all this stuff. Then people are like, oh my God, me too. And then they feel heard and related to, which is good because you are hearing them and relating to them. Right. Oh, definitely. You know, that that's interesting about the whole asking questions, you know, in the beginning. Because something I do that, well, Andrea won, but like a lot of other people probably uh, are like, why does he do that? Or he's just being lazy. So if I, if I go to a store or like, I'll, I'll give an, another example. But if I go to a store, right, and I'm looking for something, right? If I know where it is, I'll obviously go and grab it. If I don't know where it is, right? And I'm in like the general section, but like I, I glanced through it, I didn't find it. I'll usually ask a worker. And the reason for that is like, yes, I can definitely go row by row and, you know, fucking column by column and read every single thing and go like, all right, well, it's not here. It's not here. And like waste my time. Or I can ask the worker who knows exactly where everything is, where it is. And like, I'd say nine out of 10 times, he will walk me there and like show it to me on the shelf and it's like why would i spend you know five ten minutes looking for it getting frustrated because i can't find uh the the canned lychee in like when i can just ask the guy and he'll like literally take and like sometimes like i think it's supposed to be in the canned fruit aisle it's in the asian food aisle so it's like you know like uh, the it's hard, but it's something else that another example of something I do at home that um, Andrea just hates is 
I'll get home, right? And like, I'll call out for her. And sometimes she won't respond and I'll call out again. She's like, what? I'm like, I was just trying to figure out where you were so I could come and talk to you. And she's like, why couldn't you just like, like go and look around? I'm like, well, like, yeah, I mean, I could have definitely like started in like, you know, the kitchen and gone to the one bedroom and then the bathroom and then the other, but like wasted all this time. Or you can just like say something. I'll know exactly where you are and I'll walk straight to you. Right. Like why, why waste my time going around the whole house? Um, and I mean, I've, when I think back, I've been like that for pretty much everything. Um, like why not ask the experts or, uh, I mean, obviously not in this case, the expert, like the grocery store example, like they're the experts. They, they stock those shelves. They know exactly where everything is. Why not use them as a resource instead of wasting my time? I love that example because not only does it touch on getting help from the people in the store for the grocery store example, it also touches on some of the fear that people might have about social interactions, right? Is it worth my time to wander around the store aimlessly trying to find this thing? Um, and sometimes you'll notice that if you do it too much, like they'll come up to you and be like, sir, do you need help finding something? Like yep. you've, you've been walking <laughs> up and down the aisles for 25 minutes now. Like obviously you're fucking looking for something or maybe you're just like high and walking around the store. That happens. Sometimes you're just like, uh, and you know, I'm sure for the workers too, it's like most people don't even say hi to them or talk to them or interact with them. I'm sure it's like a, happy change for them to like have someone you know talk to them or say hello uh i mean i try i try to greet workers anytime i see them even if i'm not asking something because it's like you know they're stocking the shelves they're, they're putting in work and i feel like a lot of times like when i'm at stores and i'm watching like people are just so rude they'll just like go around like pick shit and like put it somewhere else you know they're working somewhere and just like come and like you know try to grab something from next to them and like knock shit over like I realize they're people too, and they're like, if they don't stock those shelves, you're not getting your stuff. Or you are, but it's going to be significantly harder for you to find your shit. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, I don't want to tangent too hard, but like, there was a, it's like the Tom Hardy quote where it's like, I was raised to treat the janitor with the same respect as the CEO. Might be paraphrasing. But essentially, it's like, no matter who you are, man, you're a person, you have things going through, right? A lot of people we realize now do have anxiety. So I, when you're aware of those symptoms and signs, you can ask those questions and help people calm down. Like, you know, when people are fidgeting and stuff and like this happened early on with the COVID stuff or one of my coworkers was like, yeah, man, I don't, I don't, I don't know about wearing a mask. Like, man, it's just, it sucks. Like I can't breathe. And, and like, I could see him panicking, like, because I could tell the way he was breathing and he like took the mask down. I was like, <gasps> and like, I was like, oh, hey, so like, you know, like, well, what's, what's anxious about it? Or, or not anxious, like, it was what's stressing you out, right? Because like, he's trying to use a different word. He's like, oh, just this, this, and this. And then we talked about it for a little bit. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, like, whenever I feel that, I just like take a couple deep breaths, you know, just relax. And he did it with me. And then like, you could tell he kind of calmed down, right? So it's like, me having gone through it and understanding it, it was kind of my, my job, my, my privilege, rather, to, to help him through that moment. But yeah, man, just like everybody's got shit going on. And the people that are typically like stocking the shelves and stuff, they're probably anxious too because they're like, well, I'm, I'm not getting paid a lot of money. I'm doing a lot of backbreaking work and people yeah. are dicks to me all the time, right? Like 
maybe they have social i mean when you walk up to them and if you say hi can you please help me find x y and z they're probably like yeah of course right let me point you over here which they help make your day and you interact with them it's win-win but if you're like sir i need to find the fucking toothbrushes or whatever and you're like bro there's a literal aisle called toothbrush (laughs) like you know don't be rude to them of course right so because people are rude like yeah you know you you should be nice that that is a good point though and like something else is like coming out like telling your friends and family obviously we said that but like when i told uh not told but like when i talked to my dad about anxiety i mean he's had anxiety for for years and i think last couple years he's when he's like realized that it's anxiety like he has his own methods and like now every now and then he'll ask me right hey do you still have anxiety like do you still feel anxious and like He'll share his like tips and tricks with me, um, which are basically breathing exercises. But his breathing exercises are <laughs> very, very different from the breathing exercises I do. Um, in- instead of taking deep breaths, he uh, uh, he holds his breath. So different ways of approaching it, but uh, I guess it works for him. So so that's good. That's, anyway, I think what what was that? I was say like that's just that's super cute to be honest that he's like sharing tips and tricks with you. Like I, I, I love that that because, you know, we've talked about it on like the, like the culture episode, how certain cultures are very like against anybody feeling anxiety. Cause it's like, Oh, you have a mental illness. Something's wrong with you. It's not true. We all know that every person experiences some form of anxiety. Right. Um, but it's just really cute that like, it seems like you've both progressed in that relationship to be able to talk about it and maybe not to like deep dive it completely, but to be like, yeah, like, this is a part of my life. It's a part of your life. Like let's, let's share and learn and grow together as opposed to being like, no, that's dumb. You don't have that. That whole podcast is made up and your friend is full of shit. Right. Like type of situation. Uh, I don't think he knows that, that I have a podcast, but, um, I, I haven't shared that bit of information, but, uh, yeah. I mean, I think the moral of this whole conversation is let other people know, it helps you. It helps them. It's it's mutually beneficial for you to share it. And with that, thank you all for listening. Uh, stay safe. Stay healthy. If you have no one else to tell, tell us. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We have our email out there. So there's plenty of ways to reach out to us. Carrier you stay pigeon. Anonymous. Carrier pigeon. Carrier pigeon. Yeah, snail mail. Whatever works for you. Anyway, thank you all. Take care.